conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Happy good morning <laughs> yeah i know i was gonna say happy monday but good morning hospitality on a tuesday this is just wild at least it's Metaverse. morning no it's not yeah. it's almost no. three o'clock for you so uh one good morning good evening good afternoon to wherever you're tuning in from uh will slickers michael golden coming in on good morning hospitality we're both a little sleep deprived due to some travel, but Golden, your background is completely different, and uh, I would love to know where are you. I am at a story property. It's called the Gilmerton official, House in Scotland. An official storied property. One I love of the it. first. One of the first, and we're seeing it for the first time here on Good Morning Hospitality. Absolutely. Gorgeous place. Dates back to the mid 1600s. It's, uh, it's nice. Yeah, and give quiet us some history. There. Give us some history. What's going on? Like how old is, or you just said the 1600s, but give us, uh, give us some background. Sir Francis Kinlock was the original owner. One of the cool haunted stories is, uh, in the 1700s, one of the brothers murdered the other. Uh, on the staircase just down the hallway from me so that's why rumors of, of being haunted but it's, it's been in the same family the kinlock family for the entire time since the 1650s so Jeez. very cool gorgeous place well taken care of um altito actually manages it so shout out to them they do a great job but awesome. uh a gorgeous place and very fitting to do a live episode from seriously the first story property that we're seeing uh i hope you don't get a tap on the shoulder from the brother who died on the staircase while while we're recording that would be a little a little intense yeah. for my for my taste i'd be like well, hey the sun's we still up, so i think those those weird things happen late at night but i'll True. let you know yeah and if, how, how your first 
if I sound like I am clueless today, or if I have tons of bags under my eyes, I landed this morning, so I haven't slept since, um, I don't know, almost 36 hours. So apologies if I either run on or am slightly incoherent today. But on that, I'd like to tr- touch on some travel etiquette. Mm, so let's do it. When you sit down in your chair, particularly on your flight, particularly on a long haul flight, don't immediately lean back and not ever sit it forward the entire flight, especially if the guy behind you is over six feet tall. <laughs> it doesn't need to be reclined for six and a half hours. It doesn't. Have courtesy. Sit it up every now and then. It's good for your circulation, good for your back. Do not be that person. I've seen five foot tall women do it. I've seen six foot five tall men do it. It doesn't matter. Be courteous. I'm six two. I don't lean back the entire time. Um, I do sometimes. You want to catch a few Z's. I don't sleep on planes, but I try. Um, but don't do it. Don't be that guy. Don't be that girl. It's not cool. Have courtesy. I don't do it until we are in the air and allowed to go back. I don't do it before takeoff. But I am that guy. I, unlike you, do you do it the entire flight? If I'm asleep, yes, I will be back the whole entire flight until I'm told to recline up because I'm sleeping. If I'm not sleeping, like last night on my flight from Dallas to Denver, I was up all the way the whole time. I watched a movie because I couldn't sleep. So. Yeah. Well, if, uh, if you're in my lap and you're in front of me, <laughs> your chair will accidentally get bumped numerous times. Uh, and if you get up to go to the bathroom, I will touch the button and let, <laughs> the, let the seat come up because it is not cool. The guy in front of me, this, this flight didn't get up the entire time to, to pee, sat down the entire time, leaned all the way back. What a jerk. If you're listening out there, I hope you give me a call. <laughs> I was gonna say it's so funny. Well, you know, going into two episodes, two episodes ago, we had Sarah Danishy on the show. Uh, you were out sick, but we we're talking about all this travel. You know, what to expect with travel over the summer. Number one thing to pack was patience, and so it sounds like Mister Golden needs to practice some patience with his flight. No, it's but not patience, it's not patience. It's courtesy. Yes, no, I was just joking. But uh, the the number one thing I'm seeing that we both were traveling. Uh, and no cancellations. Did you have any delays? Anything crazy happened with luggage? All, all was well? Well, I, I haven't checked a bag in 25 years, so no issues with luggage. Um, but no, every flight seemed on time, and airports weren't chaotic, uh, breezed through security. I got yeah. there really early in fear of it, but I ended up being there really early. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, I nothing to fear i've heard horror stories in the uk but i'll let you know next week on my way home yeah, doesn't say uh i got to the airport early and i texted my friend who dropped me off and was like i literally breezed through tsa within seconds literally seconds there was no line and yeah. it was the fourth of july so granted it was a monday but uh, well, I was we were on the phone with that. one another. I said, hang on, I got to go through security. And I called you like 60 seconds later. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah. So 
Back to the not sleeping on flights thing. Uh, an article caught my eye last week that I love, and I hope this comes to market, especially in the U.S. for the long haul flights to Europe. But it's a company out of, I think it's New Zealand Air or something. Um, but they are basically putting bunk beds in planes, not to be used the entire time, but in three or four hour durations. And then you can rotate, change the sheets, let someone else get down there. If I could have like a full bed, I could probably sleep on a flight, Mm. but like even the lie flats in first, they're not long enough for someone who's tall and can't get comfortable. So I love that concept. Why not just stack bunk beds? Um, People will pay more money to rent those. uh, Feel refreshed when you land or at least semi-fresh versus looking like this uh, and sounding like this. But I I think it's the super cool thing. I mean, technology on, on how airline seating has to has to be changed has to be updated just sitting in a chair for six eight ten twelve hours is uh is very hard so here's a here's a picture of what these bunk beds could look like or maybe they do look like on uh on this new airline so my thing would be is there like a minimum flight requirement like hour length you know trip or anybody could just rent you know rent one of those well, I, the article, it's, it's, it's out of New Zealand. So I'd imagine nearly every flight from New Zealand, aside from maybe an hour or two to Australia, is probably pretty far. So yeah. uh, geography plays there. But I mean, these planes that have Delta One and all the life flats on them, just drop in eight or 10 bunk beds in the back of the plane and people buy that all day long. Yeah. I just- Felt it was interesting for this to be picked for economy. It's not something you'd expect an economy class ticket to have. Um, well, it's an add-on. It's an add-on. Okay. Yeah. So you you pay extra. If it's a ten-hour flight, they're going to sell two segments of four hours. Um, gotcha. So they can turn it. You can get you know your a decent amount of sleep, and then uh, let someone else have their turn. But it's yeah, I, I love it. I think it's great. Airlines need to be innovative. Yeah. Big, big fan, New Zealand. Big fan. Yeah, especially after the trip that you just had. So makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Dude, you were at high tech last week. Tell us uh tell us some highlights. What were people talking about? Yeah, high tech was interesting. Um, you and I are more used to, I would say my first conference experience was short-term rental focused. Um, so go to a hotel one. It's very different. This was a huge convention uh, on the side of normal events that I'm used to going to. So the one big takeaway I think was in person's definitely like coming back, which I'm excited about. I like getting to meet everybody again. Um, for me, it was interesting though, because on we think on the ho- or the short-term rental side that the vendors are very heavy, right? VRMA, other conferences, it was, it was like, man, where's all the operators at? Um, it was double the amount of vendors to hoteliers. And so for me, 
uh, I kept getting the looks because as you have your exhibitor badge on, as you're going to booths and walking around, people get all excited until they saw your 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 badge, and then they're like, "Nope, get out of here," because there was barely, yeah, there was barely any hoteliers in my opinion. But this was a huge convention hall. Like, I would guess two things are going on there. It's a sign of the times. Like hotels are still understaffed, so they can't send people to luxury off sites. Yeah. And two, the revenues may not still have caught up um, from pre COVID times. I think the revenues yeah. this year are probably getting close to where they used to be, but uh, maybe they've just trimmed some budget to try and recoup some cash lost during sure. the, the, the past couple of years. Uh, yeah. I wonder if you ask someone who's been going to it for a while, if it's always that way, it may be. Yeah. I was going to say a couple of people the a lot of people that I talked to that have been there before were there um, post COVID. So they're comparing it to 2021 or well, I think they had it right before COVID hit in 2020. Um, so not really a long comparison. I will say the tech stacks of, hotels are very interesting i keep you know there's a lot of stuff that when i was walking the exhibitor hall i was like is that really needed for a hotel like do you really need this like is it that hard to automate through your pms or do this and do that so again very interesting to see comparatively to like the short-term rental side um but from overall perspective i did get to learn a lot of new tech stuff um, we were there with UTIP, who is becoming a network sponsor. Um, and so UTIP, you know, had us in at their booth and we were doing a podcast station where we were just grabbing people left and right. I think in the first day we did like over 15 recordings throughout the four podcasts that were there. And granted, they're very quick. You know, it's, you know, 5, 10, 15, maybe 30 minutes at most. Um, but got to see Steve Davis from Operto again. Um Little did I know that I interviewed Jeff Driscoll, who is a quarterback for an NFL Florida. team out in uh, Houston. He was Florida. He's, He's now in Houston. Florida. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Well, I do. I'm not a sports guy. So I'm like interviewing this guy with uh, Ken Patel, who's the founder and CEO of EV Hotels. And I'm like, oh, so tell us, what do you do, Jeff? And everyone like around us, because we had a pretty good crowd around, uh, like kind of looked at me like I was an idiot. And he was kind of shocked, too. And then he went into it. I was like, oh, wow. All right, so cool. I've had a NFL player on the show. That's awesome. They didn't expect that, but yeah, yeah. Overall, really, really good. Those are always funny moments. It can be humbling sometimes for uh, for the person. I think not everyone knows who oh, they yeah. are. Um, oh yeah, he he, he was like shocked, and at the end, he was he was like, "Hey man, that was cool." <laughs> I was like, "All right, sweet." Yeah, can't help it. Yeah. Not yeah. everybody's going to know who a backup quarterback is. Seriously. But again, that's what I get for Nelson not being a, a sports person. I don't, don't follow along very much. Yeah. No, you definitely don't. Yeah. Oh, well, struggle. But outside of that, I would say high tech was good. In person events are definitely great. Um, I'm exhausted from traveling and you know how conferences go the late nights, early mornings. A lot of standing on your feet, but yeah, definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. You also burn the candle at both ends, Will. Some of it's self-inflicted. Yeah. Hey, I did 
play it safe on the last night before my flight. I went to bed at like 10 o'clock. So that was nice. That's a, that's a good time to go to bed. Yeah, seriously. I will, I will go um, to bed probably late today. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious to know from all the topics at hand with travel, you know, I, we're not seeing as many delays now, but we're seeing a lot of layoffs and we're seeing, you know, the, the, the employee slash workforce uh, shortage is still a real play. Um, with that being said, in-person's coming back. Flights are happening. Well, let's, let's, let's touch on the layoffs too, because it was yeah. announced this last week. Some more companies, Wonder, I think it's Wonder Jaunt. Um, yeah, Wonder Jaunt seizes. They they went away, um, and then Saunder we we've already touched on had a bunch of layoffs. Avant Stay had a, a round of layoffs as well. Yeah, um, you know it's. It's tough to say if it's because of the economic environment or because VCs pumped a bunch of cash into companies that weren't fiscally sound. Mm. And you see it in startups all the time. They grow a bunch and then they do some layoffs and then they grow a bunch and they do some layoffs. It's, you can call it growing pains. You can call it bad hires or bad strategic management. Maybe the economy plays into it some. I'm sure it does a little bit uh, mm-hmm. with it being harder to fundraise. But I mean, Avant stays raised hundreds of millions of dollars, as has Sonder, as has yada yada. Um, you know, Wander John, I don't think, could raised more than a few million. But well, it's not going to be the last, guaranteed. We're going to see more companies go belly up. We're going to see more companies get, air quotes, acquired where they're just selling whatever remaining assets they have. And it's not actually an acquisition. They're just, you know, being able to say they were acquired. Yeah. So it's just the beginning, man. It's going to, it's going to go on for the next 12 months, maybe longer of layoffs or um, closing the doors. So the rich will get richer. The, uh, the people who were once, feeling really good because they had war chests of money are now 20% lighter in staff. More people are doing more jobs, which means more turnover is going to happen, which means, um, you know, quality of product is probably going to go down. It's just a, it's, it's going to be a challenging ride. You know, COVID was one thing, but economic times is a, is a whole nother game. Yeah. And you've got stocks like Sonder who opened it over a billion dollars and now are trading it between two and 300 million uh, market cap. That's, that's, that's a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't get back to that opening price overnight. It's going to take years probably um, if they can pull it off. So I hope they do. I mean, I, we want, I personally want just about everybody in the space to to do well and succeed because we all we all gain steam from others' successes. And if yeah. you're rooting for your competitor to fail, that's that's the wrong move. Um, mm-hmm. You want them to succeed because that makes you more valuable. Mm-hmm. So you, know, you see some people online, and I'll not necessarily reference names here, but. 
they just like to do do all over other people's bad happenings. Yep. That's there's no room for that in the space. Uh, I wish some people would grow up and um, let their business do the talking, and, and you don't have to kick people while they're down or or you know, try and build yourself up any more than than need be. Cause it's going to be a rocky few years and you don't know if it's going to be you next. So, yeah. um, you know, we've talked about profitability on the show before work towards it. That's yeah. if you can be profitable, you can survive the storm. And if you can't be profitable, hopefully you've got a war chest of money to get through it. That's what I was just going to say. I was like, for the people that are, you know, you know, do doing all over their competition, uh, they're the ones that I would consider not to be profitable yet. They're still taking tons of money of private equity just in order to grow and grow and grow. And I wouldn't say that they're profitable. I wouldn't say that they're, you know, turning actually a real, real actual money yet. Um, from, I mean, from I, what we know from, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't say one way or another there cause I don't, I don't have any insight, but yeah, I mean, people, you can still run a really good business and there's just no sense in, kicking people while they're down for sure uh, look there's people in the space that i don't necessarily like or get along with there's not many uh, mm -hmm. i like most most people but i still wouldn't wish you know upon my biggest competitor just to fall yeah. off the face of the earth because what does that do for your market it makes all of us look bad you know, if, if you're a big property management company and your biggest competitor goes belly up, you're probably not going to get that next round of funding because when they're looking around the room and seeing what's happened with other people, it's a challenge. It must yeah. be profitable. You got to be able to prove profitability. And, and if you can do that, then you're, you're in great shape. Yeah, 100%. There's, uh, there's a lot happening. Shout out, Simon. Ha <laughs> hashtag Simon Lee. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out. I want to, I, I was reading a, a stat and I could be, I read it on the plane last night, so I don't remember if it was exact number, but, uh, basically like Amazon, like just getting out of all these leases on, on storage space, I think they got rid of like 30 million square feet of warehousing. Um, and it was due to Americans consumption rate, right? Like they're not buying as much, right? We're not purchasing all, like we're still using Amazon. Like I know there's, they're not going to go out of business anytime soon, but the fact that they got rid of 30 million square feet of warehousing because they just don't need the inventory. And that's not going off of today's spending. They're seeing future trends of, okay, we're going to have this much inventory in six, 12 months. This is unneeded. We don't need to waste this money. And so I'm curious to see if it's just a six to 12 month thing where we're not going to be spending as much. Um, yeah. Cause that's a big sign and indication if we're not spending as much on, material items you know things that come to our house things that we use maybe on a daily basis uh, a lot of people i know like especially myself i have a lot of my home items on subscription so i just let that come every month every two months whatever it may be um if they're not using it as much uh plus all the other random things that we all kind of impulsively buy on amazon then i wonder what the impact will be on travel and when it comes to spending the prices that we're spending on airlines and on hotels or short-term rentals um you know all the above um because if we're not spending as much on our home items, are we going to spend, be willing to pay these prices that we're paying for travel, especially when we're not getting as great of service? I mean, flight costs right now are insane, but mm -hmm. 
it's, you know, people haven't traveled in a summer in a long time. So they've saved up. They they're willing to spend more. Will they be willing to do the same next summer? Mm. Probably not. I mean, it's going to slow down. Inflation is going to hit layoffs are going to happen. People are going to be starting to sure up on cash versus on debt. Like we saw in uh, the past two years, really with, with interest rates so low. So it'll be, it'll be a rocky couple of years. Like there's, if you don't expect it to be a rocky couple of years, you're probably not going to survive quite frankly. So lower your, lower your burn, try and sure up uh, cash as much as you can and, and try and see opportunity in it too. So in every downturn, there's big, big opportunity. You just have to be brave enough to go grab it and be open enough to see it. Yeah, 100% agree. And uh, who knows what will come out of it. I think we've seen a lot of big companies come out of a, of a recession and an economic downturn. So um, maybe companies currently existing can, can come up with some creative ways to really form something different and, and change the path and trajectory of their either industry or just overall company as a whole um, for the next you know economic rise. But um, from that, I'm curious before we wrap up the episode, what's your, what's your tour look like uh, for Scotland? How many, how many properties are you going to be checking out? What's kind of the agenda while you're there? Yeah, we've got, this is the first stop of I think 14 that, uh, that we'll be doing. So over the next four or five days, it'll be, uh, be busy all over Scotland from East Lothian where I am now to Glasgow to Aberdeen and, and through Edinburgh, of course. So it'll be, I might not look refreshed on Monday again. <laughs> it'll be a long week, but it'll be a lot of fun. These properties are gorgeous. It's, they just draw you in with, you know, the, the stories that they can tell and that, uh, that you hear from the managers and the owners of these properties. So yeah, if you happen to own a castle or a hotel, it's rather historic in Scotland, reach out. Now's the time. Yeah. Hashtag storied. Find us. <laughs> find us. I love it. Well, um, awesome. I think that's a good way to wrap up the episode. We're a little bit early today. Again, very much a recap highlight of the last couple of weeks. Poopery. Just kind of what's poopery. There we go. Uh, poopery. Poopery? Just kidding. Um, no, really excited. And so I was going to say quick shout out um, for the conversation of invent, not invents, events. Wow, we're both struggling. I need more coffee. Um, for events, there's a lot more coming up this year that I know of, but I need to give a shout out, shameless plug to the book direct show coming up here in October in Miami in partnership with Damian Sheridan and myself. We're doing the book direct show, the destination air awards. It's going to be a two day event, October 18th, 19th. And the last day will be the 20th. Um, and we're going to do awards. We're going to do a lot of good speaker sessions. We got Matt Landau. We got Amber hurdle, uh, Heather bear, a bunch of cool people from the industry showing up to, uh, to really bring some education and good conversation around book direct and less reliance on OTAs, not getting completely away of them, but less reliance as uh, a big key. And so really excited for um, there's Damien right now. Boom, baby. Um, 
that's that thing that he does. He does like a little snap. I love it. Um, so yeah, really excited for this conference. If you hadn't gotten your tickets, the early bird special is done, but I know that you get them today. It's still going to be early bird ish because prices are always going to be going up as we get closer to the event. So make sure you get your tickets. I'll put a link in the show notes for everyone who's listening or watching the replay. And I can't wait to see everybody in Miami and especially golden. We're going to go live in Miami. It's going to be great. Can't wait. As long as I'm in bed by 10. Hey, we'll get you in bed by 1030 at the latest. Okay. Deal. All right. Cool. 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 All right. Well, thank you everybody for watching the live. We had a lot of people on LinkedIn today. Um, and thank you, Mr. Golden for, you know, powering through the lack of sleep and uh and getting on the show this morning of course man wouldn't miss it love it all right everybody see you again next week